Awesome. You may be seated. And so may me. Wait, may we? <laughs> hey, wonderful to have you guys in um, Rangiora for the last month or so. And obviously, the circumstances bringing you here weren't so wonderful, but God's been at work and good things. Good things are happening, and it's been a time of rest and relaxation, I guess, for the last few weeks. Fair to say. Um, and so if you don't know Jeff and Julie, or you haven't met these guys before, these guys are serving the beautiful people of um, Cambodia in Phnom Penh. So that's amazing. And they've been there for many years. How many years? 11 years for Julie. And uh, I think nine. Nine, 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 yeah, years, nine yeah. years for Jeff. So that's pretty, I reckon we can give these guys a hand just <laughs> for staying the course there. Um, and I wonder, just to get this going, guys, if you just tell us a little bit, br like I know you could really stretch this out, but just give us a little bit of a heads up of what you're doing there in um, Phnom Penh here. Sure. So as I said, I, um, I went to live in Cambodia nine years ago, so uh, that was uh, beginning of 2013. And um, I mainly worked with, uh, well, back then I mainly worked with young men. A lot of them are married now, um, having families, so we're more and more working with the, the wives and the children as well. Um, my main call was always to discipleship, and that was uh, that was here in New Zealand before I went to Cambodia. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing: teaching young men the Bible, um, raising them up as as leaders in the Christian faith. Um, I left here in 2011 to live uh, and work in Cambodia, and that journey has been. A bit varied, you'd say. God took me on a, a very humbling journey of recognizing that I went to save the world for Jesus. And uh, through various things that happened, and especially those first four or five years, um, yeah, I could really, He really helped me to see that I was doing a lot in my own strength, uh, with my own skills, all for Him, but actually, uh, yeah, he, He's taken me on a journey to. Um, of humbling to really recognize uh, his what it is I am to be doing in his strength, not my own. Uh, and so the things that I have done uh, ministry-wise on the mission field have um, changed over those years. Uh, and really after getting married to Jeff in, well, before we got married, it was already on that beginning of that journey, but uh, that was almost seven years ago, really having a... a a conviction from the Lord that I didn't know, I didn't know my God the way that he would want me to know him because I didn't know his word um, and for myself. And so the beginning, that journey of studying the word has really just deepened my faith in him and who he says he is. And so because that's been my journey, that is the passion he has given me for discipling uh, and helping um, other women, both in the missions community and young Cambodian women, to to deepen their faith in Him as they studied His Word for themselves. It's so good, yeah. So we're going to watch about a four or five minute video right now, and this is actually Julie. Sorry, just to throw this back to you. Do you want to just introduce this video? That'd be great. So uh, in those years, uh, I started serving in the Phnom Penh Women's Prison in 2013, uh, up until COVID started. Um, and as God was convicting me of just that, that need to study the word, 
I realised that as I was going in weekly to these women in the prison, uh, many foreign nationals as well as Cambodians, Thai, Vietnamese, um, that I was to teach them how to study for themselves so that they could feed themselves in his word when there was no teacher there to teach them. Uh, and so the video you're about to see is of my friend Linda, uh, who was one of those prisoners and has now been released. Awesome, thanks. Thanks, team. I think it's a very special situation <laughs> uh, since I've met Julie in a Cambodian prison where I've been serving my sentence. In the beginning, of course, I would not change, uh, attend the class because I was thinking that I would be involved in some kind of ritual stuff or, yeah, I would be taken actually far from God. I thought I knew God enough and I didn't need anyone to come and tell me more. I had some uh, language skills. I can speak Spanish. And there was uh, my roommate who, she was willing, she was willing to attend the church and just, just to help, for the sake to help her, I accepted to go to the class. I've seen changes in my friends, seeing them walking in the Word and having that hunger and desire to continue. I was moved by their testimonies too. It was good about the choices they started to make, about the lives they were living, um, how they were sharing with their neighbors. It was a turning moment in my life because something changed in me and I just wanted to continue going and know more. It made me curious, let's say in the beginning. Yes, we started just with English, and after more sisters started to join our group, we ended uh, singing in Khmer, in Russian, in English, in Spanish, uh, in Tagalog. Uh, sometimes I could uh, sing in Romanian too. <laughs> yeah, and in Thai, yes. I just didn't think uh, my word or my testimony can touch someone. I was just doing it out of my heart and uh, out of my happiness, sharing with people what I've learned and how much hope I, I got from God and how I learned to trust Him. And I've been very thankful to God because I was released actually before uh, serving full sentence. I've been granted amnesty too. I met a Christian family. They are from Ukraine and they gladly offered me to, to stay in their house. And I was so happy to be involved in any Christian, uh, any church activity, you know, just singing, helping with the translation, caring for kids, like sharing gifts and sharing God. Yeah, I, I rely in the Word of God that says you should not worry about tomorrow. So 
today is enough, but as I see what he is doing daily, I trust him even more. And I'm, I'm searching him and I learn day by day about him more, knowing God more and uh, sharing experience and learning from my friends. Really, Julie's been so faithful. She, she's never given up, like always sharing her time and really thankful for her. One of many prayers that I had, of course, since I knew God is to bring my family to God. And I even stopped praying for my release that much. Like the hunger to bring my family to God was so deep. I've been sharing since I've been released. I got in touch with my mom and I was just slowly, slowly sharing with her. And one day I just said, so do you mind if I would read the Bible for you? And she said, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I was so surprised, but so happy to hear that answer. And since then, we are reading Bible every day, sharing with her that she doesn't need to be fearful anymore. She doesn't need to bring special sacrifices for that, that she's forgiven once and for all, and she doesn't need to be guilty about that. It was a turning point for her. I, I really believe that God touched her. Yeah, and she continued having that hunger, and I really thank God. It's a, it's a answer for my prayer. One of many answers, let's say, but it's the one that I desired so much. Though our eyes see the hardship, but we find our relief in God. Yeah. The first time I watched that, I was able to watch that without any emotion, and then I just got ambushed. Sorry. <laughs> it's a powerful, powerful story, and one of the beautiful fruits of the, you know, of the people of, of the expression of your ministry um, in in Cambodia. And as I watched that, um, I, I thought of the scripture from Isaiah 41, verse 9, and it, you know, there's more to it than this, but it, it says, I took you from the ends of the earth, from its farthest corners I called you. And it's a beautiful picture for you guys that you have been taken. Um, and yet that call from God's heart, you know, this is the way that I'm seeing that in this context, is actually a call that comes through your life. The way that, you know, your call is becoming his call. And you're seeing these ones that are from the other ends of the earth, revealing God's heart um, to them. And, and I just I was just so um, profoundly impacted by that. In, in light of, you know, one of, one of the, I think one of the big questions that, that modern church is working with is that, you know, what kind of community was, must we be to call people into the story of God? And so, so Julie, what has Linda's journey, you know, her testimony required from you? Um, obedience regularly. There were certainly mornings every week that I would wake up and think, oh, 
got to go through that traffic that might take me 40 minutes, might take me an hour and a half to get to the prison in the rainy season through the potholes. Like, it was just... And you, you, I was only there for two hours and then I'd come home and then I'd have to do it all again in the afternoon. So I think... But every time I would get home at lunchtime and I would have to call Jeffrey because there was so much that God did in the morning that I wouldn't be able to remember that after I'd gone back in the afternoon. So poor Jeffrey had to listen to downloads twice on that particular day of the week. And every time I was just so, I'd just be like, thank you, Lord, for getting me out of that bed and just giving me your perseverance every time. Um, and then I guess for her, what did what did you what was the question? What did it yeah, what, what was required of what me? Yeah. Required of and then I guess the humility to tell those girls, mm, God's speaking to me. And I you know, a lot of what I've been kind of teaching you, it's all kind of it's it's method or it's stuff that I've picked up in Christianese, but it's not necessarily his word, and he's convicting me, and I need to begin equipping you the way he's equipping me so that you're ready for when I'm not here, and for when there is no pastor or teacher coming in because you need to feed yourself. So I, I think being real. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think what we're hearing from you guys is how much you uphold the word of God. And you think of that scripture from Habakkuk, you know, that, um, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And it's interesting that word knowledge is in there because we need to know, people need to know the word of God, the knowledge of the word. And there's a, a scripture from Deuteronomy 6 um, here that says, these commandments that I give to you today are, um, are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up and so there's this there's something in the word of god that i think the pentecostal church you know just not not willfully but has let down laid down the word of god um potentially over the last 30 years and what i believe we're seeing is a real resurgence in the Word of God. And we want to encourage you today, like just straight up, to just be reading your Bible more. Like we really want you to be encouraging you to lean into the Word of God. Um, there's no substitute for the Word of God. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, um, and then saying that, you know, it's been said that Christian, uh, Christians don't need necessarily need a louder voice but we need a louder lifestyle um, and then you see the book of Acts and people are in awe of the early church they're like OMG what's going on I want to be a part of that and we know the scripture from Acts 2 um, it says this in verse 46 every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So, you know, just to ask you guys this question, what do you think was happening in the book of Acts that is missing from but needs to be included in the modern church? 
big question. Yeah, <laughs> it is a big, it is a big question, Huge. and we're we're wrestling with these questions. Yeah. So I had a look through Acts two uh, yesterday, and um, I, th- I think the temptation of looking through Acts chapter two is, um, with a cursory glance, you you could answer that question by saying we we want to see more um, more miracles, mm. uh, more more power. Um, and that's true, we do want to see that, but there's a little bit more going on in Acts than, than just that. Yeah. And um, and really what you read um, around fellowshipping together mm. daily. But also, um, for me, the first thing that they did is that they waited. Mm. Um, and there's that, uh, there's that patience that we often don't have as a church to actually just wait mm. on God. And... Um, so, like our ministry in Cambodia has been a, a long, drawn yeah. out ministry, and I would say for for a long period of time we weren't, there wasn't significant observable fruit mm. from the ministry, um, but God encouraged us to keep waiting, to keep being patient, to mm. keep persevering, to keep focusing on the things that he'd given us to focus on. Mm. And um, I would say in this past year in Cambodia, we've been talking about it a bit, it's probably the best year we've ever had. Um, and for me, in, in that sense, it's been the best year we've ever had because I've been just observing the fruit. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's been an awesome thing. So I think waiting on God, um, mm. being patient, mm. uh, recognising that our job is to be faithful, and that the fruit will come. Mm. Uh, God will do the work. Mm. Um, so I see that going on yeah. in Acts. Um, I see prayer going mm. on. I see it says um, it says that they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. Yeah. Um, so they were devoted to prayer and to teaching of God's word, uh, like you were just saying. Um, so yeah, like I said, you, you, we, we can sort of focus on the, the, the signs and wonders that were going on, um, but there's more going on than just that. Yeah. And I think that the if, if you actually look through the scriptures, often um, God's using signs and wonders to establish something new. Yeah. Um, and so even, even it says um, in verse 22, uh, Peter's speaking and he says, Men of Israel, listen to this, Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him. So the miracles and signs and wonders that Jesus did were, were accrediting of Jesus' ministry. Yeah. Um, he was the Messiah. Mm. Um, and so I, in terms of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's clear from First Corinthians that we're to eagerly desire those gifts. Mm. Um, but in the end, our gifts, and God gives them, and, and it says in, in First Corinthians that He He gives them according to His will, um, and so we eagerly desire them, and and He'll give them as He mm. as He says. Mm. Awesome. Mm? So I absolutely what Jeffrey said about fellowship um, and prayer and waiting, and I think for me when I read through it. I recognise that in my own ministry, which has been, a b- in terms of on the mission field, has been a lot 
yeah, uh, 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 things have changed. As God has changed me, he's shown me what I should be focusing on more. But verse 38 says, And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I think for too long I wasn't focusing on that command, that that for myself as well, recognizing it doesn't matter how good my life looked prior to going on the mission field. It doesn't matter what my strengths are and the things I'm good at, even if I'm doing them for God. I'm in his strength. I I was not, no one is good, not even one, Romans says. We are all we are we're born into a world of sin, and the only way that we can be reconciled to our Father is by being f- recognizing our own sin that separates us from Him and being reconciled to Him through what Jesus did. And I think that for me, as I study and teach the Word or teach people how to study for themselves, it's that recognition that we, when we bring people into a, this place of knowing. There is a God, uh, and He wants you to be part of His family. And this is what He's done for you. Unless we, unless until I really fully understood my sin and what had been done for me, then everything became alive. And so, yeah. it recognizing that we, that part needs to be communicated mm. to people who are mm. n- who are interested in knowing who is this God that that that. You represent the oh my goodness, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. I, uh, also, just in the in the last part of that chapter, um, it says that uh, all the believers were were together and shared everything in common. They sold their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. Mm. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. It's just that lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. It really is a benchmark of devotion, that mm. um, that passage of Scripture, isn't it? When we look at that and they go, what you met? they met every day. Like, we're happy, you know, to be here once a week or once every two weeks if, if it's, you know, if, if that's how it is working. And that's just kind of what's done. But here we have this passage where they're meeting daily. There's an urgency and an expression of their devotion mm. to Christ. And this isn't, a w- this isn't to put a condemnation on anyone here at all. But this is w- what we want to do. It's like Julie is, is, is urging us. is going, man, I didn't realize what I was missing when I had this awakening, and I want to share that with others, and um, we, we, you know, we, we know in part at this time, but I believe like God is, He wants to bring greater and greater revelation of His love to us, but an awakening of this incredible, precious gospel that we have mm. and that we treasure mm. um, in our lives. And I think as you read and you study God's word for yourself, mm. you you can't help but share it. And you also just, you want to be around yeah. other believers because there's that, um, we were talking with uh, Glenn and Deb just uh, maybe last week or 10 days ago, and there's those verses in um, in John 1, 1, sorry, in 1 John where it says, um, you have 
So what did it say? Yes, if you walk in the light as he is in the light, you will have fellowship with one another and uh, the blood of Christ will cleanse you from all sins. And when you're in his word, when you're being obedient to him and faithful, you're walking in the light, you're attractive to other believers who are walking in the light mm. as well. And you have this spiritual fellowship, with, which is not hanging out together and watching the rugby, but it's, which is fine. Um, <laughs> we did that last night. But, um, <laughs> but you have this, this Christian fellowship where you're sharing yeah. Christ with one another yeah. um, and you're growing and, and being encouraged. Come on. That's awesome. I'm hearing the sound of children's voices. A few more minutes. Um, well, let me give you this thought here, and because we're talking about discipleship here, aren't we? We're talking about uh, allowing our lives to be discipled by Christ, and then, like that call that God has to us, coming out from us to the lives of others. Yeah, and I love this this passage in Colossians three sixteen. Let the word of God dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms. I don't know, this is everyone, right? You've got to learn some psalms right here and start singing them. Uh, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Like, wow, what a, that's cool. Is that normal Christian living at the moment? Um, I think in part, but wow, this is, a, this is once again, where, this is where we're being called up into to admonish one another with all wisdom, you know, that's, that's, that's like speaking the truth in love um, as well. You know, here's, here's a thought. Discipleship is not just for super Christians. It's for everyone who said, um, who's heard Jesus say, follow me. Follow me. Everyone's a disciple who is following Jesus. And, you know, um, it's about learning. It's about leaning into Him. It's about... Be, being humble, but it's also about becoming a teacher as well, becoming someone who represents who Christ is. And, and you know, like on one hand, Jesus has set us free from sin and freedom from the past is amazing. And we are free to, you know, step into the good works that God has prepared for us in advance to do. And that's awesome. But in that, God is actually wanting to raise up warriors for his kingdom, like warriors, men and women of God who, who value holiness, purity, moral integrity and, carrier and, and, and character, and they're carrying that word in their hearts and in their spirits. Um, I want to give you this quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and this, is like, this takes it up to another level. Um, this guy was a martyr in World War II, um, and I've read his book, um, Pastor Martyr, prophet, I think it is. It's a fascinating read, um, if you're interested in it. Um, he said this, cheap grace is the grace as we bestow on ourselves. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance, baptism, without church discipline, communion, without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship, grace without the cross, grace without Jesus Christ living and incarnate. It's like a big dump, that one, isn't it? <laughs> but in other words, you know, grace without total surrender of our lives to Him, without choosing our lives to, be, to follow Him, is cheap grace. 
Um, so for you guys, this is the last question. I think we'll, we'll have to finish this here, maybe. Um, what does it look like for you guys to daily live as disciples of Jesus? Well, well. I, I, I once heard a, a, a guy say that um, he was a full-time evangelist, and, and he said not everyone's, uh, everyone's called to be an evangelist, every mm. Christian. Um, yeah. I'm just called to do it full-time. Um, but for other people, you might be called to do it 20% of your time. And it's the same with discipling others. Mm. You know, that's, mm. um, we're, 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 we're all called to be disciples of Jesus, and we're all called to be discipling mm. one another. Can you just remind me of the question again? Sure. What does it look like? What does it look like? Yeah. For so you to live daily so we're as a doing disciple. Because I, mean, so I look at you guys and I'm like, um, whoa, you guys are disciples. Well, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, I feel challenged by your lifestyle. <laughs> Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. Yeah. Um, so he's our example. Yeah. And uh, I've really, I often think about that verse. And, and so um, I guess we try and get up in the morning. Um, spend time with the Lord in mm. prayer, uh, reading His Word, um, and that's a preparation for the day. And then, and then go out wherever we are and be actively looking for opportunities to share Christ with others, whether it's the people that we're working with, um, or whether it's people that God brings across our path during the day. Um, so it's being uh, it's being intentional. Being intentional. The, that's the simple answer. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the message of the gospel and being intentional, living intentional. Yeah. I think um I think it looks like um being real with those that you are journeying with. Um, whether they and Jeffrey is just such an amazing example of someone who I have seen him over and over again as God convicts him of things. He will then, at, at the point in time, but not in the too distant future, be sharing that at, at our Wednesday night church with the young people to help them see we're not we're not super duper we're just like them, mm. and we have the same Holy Spirit in us and the same Word of God, mm. uh, and um, so I think that authenticity and not needing to put on the face whether it's a brave face or a or a pious face, but to be real with each other because that's how we encourage and admonish each other. Sometimes you, you're admonished just by someone being honest about their journey and what the Lord's showing them. Yeah, um, right. And I think that for me, Jeffrey was talking about, you know, prayer and being in the Word, and I have never, being honest, I've never found prayer easy or fun to be intentional about prayer. But the more I am in the Word and the more it sinks in year after year of just doing a little bit every day and then discussing it with friends or with, you know, with study groups, prayer just comes out of my mouth because the Word of God is being rooted in me. And sometimes I finish yeah. praying and think, wow, Lord, where did that come from? Yeah. That truly was the Holy Spirit reminding me yeah. of what Jesus has said in His Word. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, mm. begin. <laughs> That's awesome. I just wonder um, if you guys would pray for us, actually, for our church. Yeah. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this uh, church, Thrive Church here in Rangiwa, and we thank you for the testimony and the witness that it is to this community. And Lord, uh, I just pray, Lord, that um, 
as we, as a church, uh, seek you, Lord, that you would pour out your spirit uh, on us afresh, Lord, that you would give us a hunger and a desire for your word, Lord, that you would teach us uh, to be obedient, Lord, that you would teach us to be faithful, Lord, that we wouldn't see uh, discipline and obedience as, as a bad thing, Lord, but that we would see it as a gift from you, Lord. Uh, we would see repentance as a gift from you. The Bible says that we were given the gift of repentance, Lord. And so I pray, Lord, that you would give us each the gift of repentance here, Lord. Give us a hunger for your word. Give us a hunger for you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this mission field of North Canterbury, my home. Lord, I thank you for... Um, for the many people in the leadership of this church, in the congregation, Lord, those who are um, watching online, Lord, we thank you that you are the same God here in Cambodia. You are the same God over all this earth. And Lord, we thank you for the call that you have on every life. Sitting here, listening, Lord God, you call each and every one of us to walk in your ways, Lord, to lead others to you. Lord, we thank you for the eternal life that you have given us. If we have repented and have turned the other way to be walking with you, Lord, we thank you. I thank you that your spirit lives in each person who walks with you, Lord God, that we need not be afraid be nervous to open our mouths and to share why we have this hope. So Lord, I, I just I thank you for this morning. I thank you for the, the privilege of being able to come and share with family. Lord, we ask that your will would be done. In Jesus' name.